Have you ever felt like you didn't deserve any accomplishment in your life? Have you ever felt like everyone else is smarter than you, but why are you here and don't even know what you are doing? Today, we will answer what is behind these feelings. Hello everyone, I'm Min. I'm the same old nut to you. Welcome back to our podcast channel, Mental Dial. We have listened to another great podcast and we think that the topic is really interesting since it could be related to everyone in every ages. The name of the podcast is 465, the cure for imposter syndrome. How to feel less like a fraud and appreciate your success with Dr. Valerie Young from the website How to be awesome at your job. Dr. Valerie and the host were talking about imposter syndrome. I think that some people might not know about this disease, but we believe that it is feeling many people around the world and even some of you experience. We will include a way to fix this feeling as well. Well, first of all, we need to talk about the definition of imposter syndrome. It is a feeling or sense that's running over people's mind that they are not really good, capable, or competent. And the success they got is because of luck, timing, etc. Plus, they have the overwhelming fear that they're gonna be found out that they're not really good, right? And it is different from the feeling that something is too difficult, so you couldn't do it. And it's not the fear of failure. You can check yourself through these phrases that the imposters always say to themselves, depending on how the person is judging or measuring their own competence. And here are some of the examples. I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone else is better than me. If I was really competent, I would feel confident. Oh my god, I hope you guys didn't cross off them like I did. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's get back to our stuff. The imposter syndrome can be divided to five types, which are Number one, the perfectionist have unrealistically high standard and beat themselves up if they fail. Number two, the expert think that they have to know 150% before speaking up or start doing something and never feel like they know enough. Number three, the soloist, only count when they do by themselves and feel ashamed if they have to ask for help. Number four, the natural genius or the great mind, think that if they were really competent, it wouldn't be this hard. Number five, the superman, superwoman, super student expect themselves to excel multiple roles they play in their life. Imposter syndrome is quite dangerous because it can make people burn out from their works because the patients will be tired from trying to be perfect or expert all the time. can be risks of depression too. And the way to stop feeling like an imposter is you have to think like a non-imposter. The ones who think in a healthy kind of way, not the opposite ones who have rational self-confidence syndrome or the ones that have the sense of their knowledge and abilities far exceeds their actual ones. The non-imposters are immune to the situations unlike um, the imposters when they face failure, criticism or fear. They don't feel ashamed as long as they try their best. They think that they can improve. So they do it and keep going. But here, in my opinion, it sounds easy, but it's really hard to do. They said that you gotta do it and you, you will feel confident, right? But I think it really depends. 
some people can be like that, but some people may become less confident if they fail. Yeah, I agree because it also depends to individual personalities. It would be difficult for some people, and it might make them feel like they don't want to try. But yeah. even though it is difficult for someone, but I think you should try it little by little. All right. Since we have known that everyone could have an imposter syndrome, including the young students, so we are interested that how the young people can be in this symptom so fast. It should has a reason, right? We also search more information about this topic. We found a research paper on the uh, imposter syndrome and the education. Anna Parkman wrote the paper named "The Imposter Phenomenon in Higher Education: Incidence and Impact." In 2016, it suggests that educational, more specifically, how climate. And culture on campuses might be enhancing imposter phenomenon tendencies in students. Some people might say that the college campus is where intellectual communities can share knowledge in a supportive environment. But we can deny the fact that there are others who are different. There can be scholarly isolation, aggressive competitiveness, disciplinary nationalism. A lack of mentoring and the valuation of product over process in the university culture, and this leads to students' imposter feelings. Mm, well, Nat, you have said that you have crossed all three examples of the phrases that the imposter people are usually said. Oh yes, I did. Well, you know, I often feel like I didn't deserve all the successes. Um, so I would like to share my own experience on how I feel nowadays regarding of these imposter feelings. My was not exactly happened when um in the university, but I started to feel like I didn't deserve this accomplishment, if you say so. After I passed the exam for my high school, and it keeps getting worse after I got into Alungon University. And the reason why I feel like that is because I didn't really put that much effort in both. So I always think that maybe I didn't really deserve them. You know, like I didn't try so hard, but still got in here and there. And I was like, it's really because of my capability. And the test um really measure my true ability, because as you can see, our standardized tests are not a standard and can be used to. Test students' performance ineffectively. Yeah, yeah. For example, yeah, I think I got more than half of the social studies test, which contains too many topics than it should, correct because of luck. And also, right here in the faculty of arts, when I got kind of high scores and GPA, I didn't feel like it's because I'm literally capable, but. I would say that my profs are too kind, and I always feel this way. I don't even know that because of this feeling, my self-esteem became lower and lower, or the other way around. But I don't really fear if others know that I'm not genuinely good, because I always say that I always say that I'm not good. Oh no! And... Good enough. That. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and like um, Dr. Valerie, 
I haven't known that this feeling has a name before. Now I know thanks to this podcast. So I feel kind of relieved because it happens with lots of people too. I mean, like, at least I know that I share this feeling with many people. Um, You know, but I don't... Um, I mean, I haven't never in my life been to see a psychiatrist before. So I'm still not sure if I really have this syndrome. Maybe I should? Yes, I think you should meet a psychiatrist. Uh, it's not a bad thing, you know, to meet them because they can give you some solutions or at least they will listen to you and it will make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, I know, right? But... You know, I always have an excuse, <laughs> which is not good. So this time I should be more serious about my mental health. Yes. Okay, guys, as we have mentioned about the study that education can be caused to the imposter syndrome in young people. I hope that anyone who have listened to our podcast today will be more aware of this problem. So please don't ignore yourself once you have some feelings that are similar to the imposter syndrome. Or if anyone who is already has this symptom, don't worry. You can follow the suggestions and solutions we have tell you or a bunch of other good advices in any resources. Yeah, I will follow those suggestions. And as Min said, it's okay to see psychiatrists, so I will go see one too. Thank you, Min, for encouraging me and everybody who tends to have imposter feelings. Yeah, and that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. See you again in next episode. Bye. Bye.